Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth, human performance, and culture change. This is your host, Philip Grison. Thank you for joining me on this path. I hope you enlighten others along the way. Hey, everybody. Today, I want to talk about learning cultures. That's where we're going on this transformation and how we understand safety management. I'm often asked that very question. If the old view of crime and punishment is a thing of the past, then where are we going? The answer is a learning culture. One of the principles of human performance is events can be avoided by learning. The old view of traditional root cause investigation was associated with where some person went wrong. The new view is to understand where our systems went wrong and why people do what they do inside of those systems. Incidents are an opportunity to learn from in order to improve our systems. We can also learn to prevent future incidents if we shift our thinking. That's what human performance is all about, thinking differently. We need an attitude that our workers can teach us instead of thinking they are doing the wrong things. Workers know the most about how effective our systems are in day-to-day operations. They know the greatest detail of the hazards they face, the good days, the bad days, and the ugliest of struggles. They are the greatest resource you could ever have if you want to know how effective your systems actually are. They're the ones living inside these systems, implementing them and navigating them. They have the best information of anyone in your company. In a learning culture, the workers are viewed as our teachers. They can teach us if we allow them to. Are supervisors and managers willing to be their students? We need to manage the emotional component of the shift in thinking. Some people are not emotionally ready to put the worker in the role of teacher and themselves in the role of student. I learned a concept related to this from Eckhart Tolle. There's no such thing as inferior-superior. If you remove the education people have or have not received, if you remove their title, their bank account, and if you look at their bodies, including their brains, as just a rental car they drive through life, none of us are superior or inferior to each other. Even the body and brain are temporary. One person may have a higher IQ than another. One may be taller, one shorter. But all of that eventually dies away. If you believe in the soul or consciousness, then you can look past everything physical and see that there is no such thing as inferior superior at that level. Can we see that concept at work with our workforce? Can we go there to become a learning culture? Can we think differently? We are biased human beings. Bias is a powerful force that guides our thinking But we can also be self-aware enough to look past our bias as something going on inside of a mortal brain. We don't have to identify with our bias. We can gain the ability to change our thinking, prove old ideas about safety as wrong, and think differently. It is hard for some people to place a worker in the role of teacher and themselves in the role of student. People have done a lot to achieve their position on the org chart. People are sometimes taught or model behaviors that go against great leadership skills, but we can learn to think differently. We have to first expose people to these new concepts, allow it to stew with them so they can process it. But a lot of people do change their thinking. 
they often just need some time to process it all. Thinking differently is imperative to becoming a learning culture. Some of us start that process as the messenger. We introduce these concepts and need patience as our team slowly buys in. But once people get it, it's time to start acting like a learning culture. We need some processes to help us learn. It's interesting how Todd Conklin talks about managers needing something to measure, something to do when buying into these concepts. He teaches how managers struggle with the idea of just thinking differently. People have a hard time believing that thinking differently alone will produce meaningful change. But the irony is that is exactly what we need to do. Think differently. The things we need to do, like creating event learning teams, require a different type of thinking to be effective. This is the reason I chose the name Leader Think. This shift towards human performance is mostly concerned with thinking differently. Since leadership drives culture more than anything else, it's all about thinking differently. What's the difference between a manager and a true leader? They think differently. What is the thing I am most passionate about while trying to fulfill my purpose in life? Helping myself and others think differently. I want to help people think in a way that better serves their purpose in life. I want to help them grow and influence. Where we want to go is to become a learning culture. We accomplish that by thinking differently. We have to address attitudes of superior inferior thinking along the way. We have to admit and manage our own bias. We need humility in a world that is filled with daily examples of arrogance. We need to become servants to the people we lead. John Maxwell says that culture change is a top-down effort with a vision to become bottom-up. In safety performance, our vision is to become a learning culture where the workers teach the managers the flaws and strengths of our systems so we can improve them and prevent future incidents. That effort starts at the top. The vision of where we are going is to become bottom-up. At the top, we must model this attitude of learning. Leaders can influence this change effort with their actions and their words. We must model a learning attitude to the workers in order for them to teach us. When people think you won't or don't understand, they typically disengage. They stop talking to you. We need the workers to believe we want to learn from them. To become a learning culture, we start by changing the way upper management thinks. We model those learning attitudes for middle managers and the workers to witness. Eventually, we become the learning culture that allows the workers to teach us about our systems. That's where culture can finally be driven from the bottom up. That's the vision. There are always emotional components to culture change. Fear and perceptions of managers being unwilling to learn are common emotions we encounter on this journey. Sometimes people fear they will lose their job if they share what they know. I've met many people who believe that if they shared everything they knew, the organization would get rid of them. They would replace them with someone younger that they could pay less. This belief influences people to hold on to information, valuable information that we could learn from. We need to communicate often that if you work yourself out of your job, we will move you up the ladder as a reward. 
If you are so good that your department no longer needs you, we will promote you to a higher level to see what you can do there. But we need to show it, not just preach it. Do we see that in our culture? Do we see people sharing the best of their wisdom and getting promoted because of it? It has to be more than just words. We need to see it in action. Another common struggle is the perception that management is not willing to entertain new views. If we are truly thinking differently, leaders are modeling learning attitudes. They want to learn more about concepts that challenge their beliefs. They have no problem admitting that they don't know it all. They ask for new ideas and don't immediately shut them down as that will never work. They entertain new thinking and ask for it. The emotional component is the outdated belief that managers are the smartest people in the room. Managers know things for sure, but they don't know everything. The workers know valuable information that can help managers manage. It's a person's ability to learn from their team that really makes them a leader. Leaders guide the ship, but they do so with great information. This requires humility. When managers act as if they know better than anyone else, it's usually a cover-up for deep insecurity. I experienced a little of this with one of my clients recently. A manager was tasked to come up with a performance measurement system for the people in his department. He was instructed to come up with a numbers-only system to measure his team. He was concerned that the measurement might reflect poorly on someone without some subjective components included. He didn't want someone to have a poor performance review due to a measurement that didn't tell the full story in a dynamic industry where no two jobs are the same. He's right to be concerned. Numbers never tell the full story. Especially in the dynamic construction industry with different resources on different projects. Was the task he was given going to affect someone's pay increase when it shouldn't? Would it affect their family? That's the rock in a hard place we don't want people to be in. After some discussion, the deeper concern was that his boss wouldn't be willing to see subjective responses matter. That's the type of emotional component we need to address before moving toward becoming a learning culture. Leaders must be willing to entertain beliefs that go against what they believe is right, what the world says is right, to really improve their systems. A major component of learning is the ability to unlearn. We need to be able to unlearn the old blame, shame, and retrain philosophy. We need to unlearn you can't fix stupid. Real learning often begins with unlearning. Let's take you can't fix stupid. That is a popular phrase in our current society. Unfortunately, all learning ends with you can't fix stupid. If you believe what someone did was stupid, then you've explained the failure with one singular concept. They just did something stupid. There's no need to learn anything more. They were just dumb. We have to unlearn that. So we can relearn that there's no such thing as a singular root cause, such as someone doing something stupid. You can't fix stupid doesn't explain why they did what they did. It teaches us nothing about our systems. 
unless you have a system that hires stupid people. Now, what would that say about those doing the hiring? Unlearning is often the first step for adults to learn new things. Here's a little trick to unlearning. If you feel so passionate about something that you are unwilling to change your belief, that you label your belief as who you are, that you identify with it, then you should definitely investigate arguments against it. Sounds a little crazy, right? The point is to get better at letting go of old beliefs that don't serve you well. There are very few things that are true all of the time. There are many things that are true some of the time. There's a never-ending supply of information to enhance your beliefs. If we can prove ourselves wrong from time to time, we can unlearn that we have figured it all out. If we can unlearn, we can relearn for deeper understanding of whatever the subject is. So once we have made this shift at the top, when we have achieved the goal of getting managers and supervisors to think differently, then we are ready to start becoming the bottom-up learning culture we desire. So now what do we do? Managers often need some kind of process, something to track so they can see it really is part of our culture. They need something to do beyond just thinking differently. The most popular thing I see clients buy into quickly is moving away from the traditional root cause accident investigation model toward event learning sessions. The old view often ended up with who was at fault and disciplinary action. It looked for a singular root cause. The new view is not concerned with a root cause, but in covering multiple causal factors. These causal factors or latent conditions may have been triggered by the act of a person, but they existed long before the person ever triggered them. In this new view, a person is not blamed for triggering something that has already been in existence for a long time. Instead, they have brought this into the light for us to learn from. Event learning is concerned mostly with how work is done, with little attention at all to what happened or what someone did or didn't do. What happened or what someone did is just a trigger. It really doesn't matter. How work is done is what matters. The conditions for the accident to occur is what matters. Learning how our workers work is where we can learn, unlearn, and relearn how to improve our systems. We shouldn't be overly concerned with what triggered flaws. We should be concerned with the dormant conditions that were triggered. Event learning is about learning the work, not what someone did. Workers do risky things every single day. Focusing all of our attention on what someone did wrong doesn't remove the latent conditions in our systems. We need to uncover those latent conditions that every worker is facing, not just the unlucky soul who happened to be the trigger on a particular day. In event learning, we remove direct supervisors of those involved to remove the influence of fear. It's okay to learn from supervisors, but workers know the most about our systems. The last thing we want to do is stifle learning with perceptions of fear or influence workers to say what management wants to hear. 
Todd Conkling says event learning teams should be heavily weighted in worker participation. He suggests a five-to-one ratio of workers to managers. He even shares that event learning teams can be highly successful with zero manager participation. That's thinking differently for sure. Can you imagine doing what has historically been called an accident investigation with only workers doing the investigation? Can you imagine no involvement of the safety department, no supervisors, no managers? Talk about challenging belief systems. It's a total shift in thinking for sure. That's why we need to start with teaching upper management to think differently. So the culture is emotionally ready for a process like this. Remember, most culture change efforts fail because we don't address these emotional components. The first step is making sure your culture is emotionally ready for a shift like this. Another learning opportunity is to interview people who do the same work on another project far removed from the event. In construction, this is a blessing. We have people doing the same jobs in different states. If fear is an emotional component you're still working on in your culture, you can use this spread out workforce to your advantage. The less involved, the less fear, the more open people will be to share what they know about problems within our systems. One of our clients utilizes another form of regular learning separate from incidents. They have all-out days where managers are required to regularly visit the field, engage with workers, and learn about their struggles. They might ask a question such as, what is one thing I need to know about regarding safety? and then tally up what they heard the most as an actionable item. Another one of our clients has what are called drift sessions. They get everyone together in a meeting and ask, where are we drifting as a company? Some of our clients include learning questions in their daily safety meetings. The person leading the meeting asks, where would someone most likely get hurt today? And what would they be doing? These are all examples of what learning cultures do. Managers and supervisors regularly ask questions to learn from those who do the work. In safety performance, learning is imperative. Policies we implement in upper management without field input will never be perfect. They will lack buy-in, rarely be followed completely, and often be pencil-whipped to create the illusion they are being followed so management is satisfied. That's the last thing we want. Pencil-whipped policies, increased perceptions of management doesn't understand. From daily conversations to developing policies, learning should be incorporated into all the different ways we manage safety. A true learning organization is one in which fear is removed. We all know something the other parties are unaware of. We must model humility and the desire to explore new ideas. We must have a passion for unlearning and relearning. We need to view the workers as our teachers. Know-it-all attitudes only hurt us. They can hurt workers in the form of dormant conditions leading to accidents. Our systems, our policies, and our performance metrics demand learning. Learning is just the way we do things here. Let's go learn something new today that helps someone go home safely to their family. Have a great week. 
Hey there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a five-star rating and a review. If you want to connect further, head over to leaderthink.com.